Hey everyone, this is Mike Flanagan. On this episode of the Inside Bowling Show, we welcome the trio of PWBA bowlers and best friends Daria Payok, Verity Crawley, and Diana Zaviavila. These three together are a real force to be reckoned with on the PWBA Tour, and their ability on the lanes is equally matched off the lanes as they work hard through social media to get more people interested in the sport of bowling. Today we talk about some hot topics regarding the PWBA Tour, and we hope you enjoy the rawness of this show. If you found us by now, we broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube, and you should head over to those accounts by searching Inside Bowling to watch the program and check our schedule for future episodes. If you're enjoying our show, do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. It would mean a lot if you did. If you really like what we're doing here and would like to support the show, please head over to InsideBowling.com and check out our merch. You can save 15% with coupon code IVSHOW. Elements from today's show were intended for both video and audio. We apologize if at some point in the show you can't quite follow along. This is a great reminder that all of our shows are archived on our YouTube channel. So here it is, our in-depth conversation with three of the most talented bowlers on the PWBA Tour. Matt, we're back with you again. We got some big news here today on the Inside Bowling Show. Episode number, as I look at my calendar, 28. Got a big one today. We've got three of the brightest stars on the PBA, PWBA, excuse me, tour. I'm, I'm thinking PBA right now because of the news this morning. And that's what I want to start with is the PBA tour. Uh, big news today, Matt. Uh, we've got live bowling coming back here during the pandemic that is winding down. Other sports are coming back. And I really didn't anticipate the PBA coming back so soon. Uh, made for TV events, but live on Fox Saturday, June the sixth at seven o'clock Eastern, and then the following week on Saturday night in the prime time slot at six o'clock Eastern. Back to back weeks, it's going to be uh, Tommy Jones, Sean Rash, Kyle Troop, Chris Prather, Bill O'Neill, Anthony Simonson, Sean Maldonado, and EJ Tackett. Uh, the following week, we're going to get two PWBA stars. I'm going to talk to the ladies today about this, Shannon O'Keefe and Danielle McEwen, because they led the points. will also be inserted into an event uh, the next week. And then uh, over to FS1, uh, PBA King of the Lanes. Uh, they will be naming players later, but uh, some tease information about the King of the Lanes series that will be coming up. All this is going to be taking place at Bull Arrow in Jupiter, Florida. So we have PBA bowling coming back faster than i thought matt your thoughts on today's breaking news i'm excited mike big mike came on the other day and said hey we need to get bowling back we need to get bowling back well big mike you can take this to the cornhole cornballs that are trolling you on twitter and you can give it to them and say guess what bowling is back and it's not on fs2 it's not on espn8 the ocho this is on Fox, and this and is going to be a great opportunity. Just, just for the record, those of you who didn't watch the Sweep the Rack podcast or listen to it in audio format on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, or over at Spotify, uh, Big Mike is from the Sweep the Rack uh, podcast, and Big Mike is not me, just to set the record straight on that one. Big yes, news buddy. also for Spotify, Matthew. Did you see what Spotify did yesterday? No, Mike, fill me in. They uh they signed Joe Rogan exclusively starting next year uh to where you'll be able to watch his show and listen to his show exclusively on Spotify. That is huge, huge. He will still be able to put his clips on YouTube, highlights from the show. Uh, so this is my formal um, announcement on 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 behalf of the entire team here at Inside Bowling. Hey, Spotify, give us a call. I'll be more than happy to do an exclusive deal with you guys over there at spotify if you'd like for us to come over there we can even do it in video form we're all ready to go so yeah just that's good that's a good sign though mike that spotify is willing to invest all that into podcasts and uh you know um i, I think that we're gonna have to keep rocking with spotify and i'm sure that phone's gonna ring one of these days 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot of revenue coming in on their side too. Their stock price went through the roof the last two days since that announcement. So um, today's show, we have, I mean, we could have had all three of these ladies on uh, by themselves and probably gone two hours each. So it's going to be interesting to see how how you and I do as interviewers with uh, three people everybody wants to hear from. We're also simulcasting today. If this is the first time you've seen our show, uh, we are simulcasting on, on which ones of those pages have you set that up, Matt? Uh, on Verity's, Daria's, and Diana's athlete pages on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. So we certainly appreciate them letting us uh, get some exposure over there. And uh, in case I forget later, once we get on a roll, make sure that you go, if you're an inside bowling fan, and you go and follow these three ladies, Dar- Daria Pioke, Diana Zavabula, and uh, Verity Crawley uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're going to get into some of their promotions and things like that as well today. But let's get to our Bowler X poll question. Uh, from yesterday, we'll review that. Yesterday, uh, we had Kyle Troop on and currently has five PBA Tour titles. How many titles do you think Kyle will end up having in his career? Um, nine to 12, 45% of the folks said nine to 12. Coming in second was 13 to 15 at 27.4. Uh, third was five to eight at 15.1. And 16 or more, 12% of the people think this guy is going to go on to win 16 or more titles on the PBA tour. What a great show we had yesterday. What do you have for today's poll question, Matt? That'll be available on inside bowling Twitter. Uh, today's poll question is in the next PWBA tour season, which of these PW- PWBA bowlers will win the most titles? Verity Crawley, Diana Davialova, and Daria Payuk. I feel like go vote on that poll on Twitter. Go, uh, go make sure you retweet and spread the word and have fun with us. But I feel like Mike today on the show, we should at least dedicate at least 60 to 120 seconds of, Diana announcing to the world how to properly say her last name because she taught me for a week straight at Junior Gold, and I still don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, so I think it's important that we set the record straight here. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're going to get it right. Uh, I thought I had it right for the longest time with Zavialova, and that's not right. No, I think it's I think it's Zavialova, but yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, she's nodding in the back in the in the backstage area, so I think I crushed it. Yeah, and the, my problem is, is when I when I start getting in the middle of that thing, I I, I sound drunk. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna call her the queen the rest of the day. Queen, so Queen Diana. So so Matt, how do you how do you want to do this? I mean, you, you book these these ladies; they won't talk to me. They'll only talk to you. So, um, so do you want to bring them on one at a time? Do you want to bring them all on at the same time? I'm gonna let you drive this one because it's I that think- time. I, you know, I think I think they're uh, I think, you know, I ever referenced uh, referred to them rather yesterday as the three amigas. And I, I don't think that I don't think that it's right or fair to bring them on one at a time. They're a squad, they're a team, they're a unit. And I think that uh, I think that they deserve to be brought on as such. And so uh, without further ado, let's get to our guests, the people that every, the, the people that everybody actually wants to see, as opposed to Mike and I, um, the people that are going to make the show way better today. And probably making this yet another amazing episode, PWBA superstars and bowling influencers, and I say that and I mean that, Miss Verity Crawley, Diana Zabalaba, and Daria Pyre. Hey guys! Hello everyone! (laughs) So I really appreciate Matt, you said my last name perfectly. Mike, you used to say it okay, but this morning i don't know what you said but it was not my last thing nice to have you on queen (laughs) (laughs) well we want to thank you guys uh for joining us on the show today Uh, i guess the best the best way to start is to just let everybody know i guess we'll start with verity and then we'll go daria and diana let everybody know what you guys have been doing um during this quarantine how you guys have been staying safe and staying sane yeah, so thank you Inside Bowling for having us. I am currently down in Florida and I spent the ma- first majority of quarantine uh, bowling at home. For those of you who saw any of my Instagram posts or my Facebook posts, I made a little area in my living room with some cushions and some pillows so that I could still throw the bowling ball. I obviously didn't know how long the break was going to be, so I thought it was important for my hand to still be used to being in a bowling ball. I have this week had the opportunity to bowl and I was very surprised at how weird it felt, um, but I'm excited to slowly get back into things and 
yeah, aside from that, been working out at home and just really trying to stay busy. Great. And Daria, what about you? Well, I flew to Poland on March 3rd, and I think it took seven days for our country to go almost under complete lockdown, which meant that they closed all the non-essential businesses, bowling centers, gyms. Uh, so I did fly home to see my parents and my friends and everything, and, and I couldn't even go and visit my friends anymore. So the days have been going really slow. Uh, I have been also trying to work out at home, but I mostly try to go outside. I have a very nice path that leads to the lake. So me and my parents and my little niece, we would go rollerblading or running. So that's it, just very slow days and looking forward to some competition because I'm very, and it's very unusual for me not to have anything in plans. You know, I don't know when I'm going to bowl again and compete. So it's kind of tough sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And Diana, what about yourself? Yeah, kind of same thing as the girls were saying, um, but I did step up my fitness game a lot. I started doing a little bit of CrossFit in my backyard. I'm lucky enough to have a almost full gym in my house, so I've been taking a full advantage of that. I do live in Texas, so the weather has been really, really awesome. So I quarantined myself in the backyard, so I've been getting some tan, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, just uh, throwing some bowling balls in the grass in the backyard and the bowling centers are actually going to open on Friday in Texas. So I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah. yeah. And Diana, Diana, you're, uh, you, I was going to say, you're looking a little, little sunburnt there. You're looking good there. <laughs> yeah. I've been in my backyard like every day that sun's been out. So, uh, getting some tan. okay. Sunfish has a better sound to it. She's sunfish. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys you guys all go back a long way together uh verity and daria you guys spent all four years of college together um what was that experience like for you guys and diana you were before the two of them right so you're the you're the mom of the group pretty much well did you know i've known daria for 15 or 16 years really? <laughs> i asked that like yeah all the time the girls get annoyed but um Yes. So how did, how did, so how did all this start, right? You guys are known as the the this group of really close friends and incredible bowlers, influencers. How did this friendship between the three of you start? Well, Daddy and I we go back to the European days where we used to bowl uh, like youth championships and uh, European bowling tours, and we would just catch up then. But the funny thing is, the three of us during the college days, we actually weren't that close. I think. Um, and then we became super, super close on tour. So, uh, and apparently Verity and I, we met in 2008, seven, six, seven, uh, but we didn't know at the time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And Verity, what was that experience like sharing the time on the lanes with Dara? You guys won a national championship together your senior year of college, uh, the USBC ITCs. What was that experience like? It was very cool. I mean, I think like Diana said, we weren't necessarily that close throughout college. So now we're a lot closer than we were back then. Um, but just to have the opportunity to obviously bowl on TV, bowl together. And I think as a individual in bowling, obviously, the team aspect is very different. And not everyone gets to experience it. For me, high school bowling didn't exist. Um, and I bowl bowled events with Team England, but the whole team atmosphere in college is completely different than anything I had really ex experienced. So it's just, it's special. I don't know how to explain it other than it's just really cool and really special. Now, Daria, can you tell us one, um, maybe an embarrassing story or one bad habit that Verity has? Because not only do you guys live in college together, but you guys also, you guys all room together whenever you travel on the tour. You guys spend... Countless amounts, countless amounts of hours uh, with you guys, uh, with each other, excuse me. Um, so what's what's one embarrassing thing about Verity that people might not know? I don't think it would be as much about Verity as it is about me. Because Verity <laughs> is rather a very light sleeper and she really has a hard time falling asleep. And I tend to be the clumsy one. So whenever she, <laughs> she tries to fall asleep, we're trying to like set pillows, I don't touch her. And then suddenly I drop my phone or my charger falls. So things like that, that I feel like I might be annoying her. Plus in the morning for myself to wake up, I like to talk 
and many times I do ask a lot of questions like, oh, so what time are we gonna go? Where are we gonna eat? What are we gonna eat? When is the break? How many games we bought? And usually the girls, especially Verity, but Diana also as well, they don't really feel like talking in the morning to <laughs> other people. So I do feel like they find me annoying, but I think that we, we managed to deal with it. And I, I feel like though the questions are so obvious. Like they don't need to be asked because she should already know the answers to the questions. So it's like, why do I need to tell you what time we're leaving you? We discussed this last night. Yeah, so that's exactly what is happening in, in the room, you know. We're all putting makeup and then I start to ask questions, which probably because I'm not awake, I should know the answers. But just because I want to chat, you know, I really don't like when it's so quiet and calm and dark in the room and you all can only hear the AC. So I want a spark of conversation. And the ways I find it is probably by asking the most obvious questions. But that's the only thing that comes up to my mind at 6 a.m. in the morning. So. And it's funny because you're not really a morning person and I'm not either. And Verity is like the most morning person out of the three of us. And she's the one that doesn't want to talk. And you, the one that's the least morning person, wants to just chat, chat, chat. And yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what I would say. It's the biggest difference when it comes to personalities in the room. Yeah, but especially the sleeping. I feel like when Daria thinks I'm asleep and she's being quiet getting into bed, I'm still awake, <laughs> but I'm just trying so hard to fall asleep. So then it's like I hear every little thing because I'm trying so hard to fall asleep to begin with. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, Diana, uh, you know me don't wake up until noon. Uh, why were you able to make the show today? Are we that special? Well, of course you guys are special. Well, actually, I woke up for Verity and Daddy. But um, I'm not a morning person, but now this whole quarantine and pandemic changed my sleeping schedule. So I don't go to bed until 3 in the morning because I watch Netflix. And so because of that, I don't wake up until noon. Uh, but in general, like when the life is normal, I wake up around 10. So a lot of people still think it's late, but... What's what's your uh, over the last couple months watching Netflix? Give us a show or two. Grace Anatomy. I started because I've never seen it before, and I started beginning of the year, and I'm already in season sixteen. So um, yeah, I'm almost done with that show. But I'm I'm obsessed with Grace Anatomy. So cool. Uh, Verity and uh, Daria, you guys you guys watching Netflix too, or are you guys doing more productive things with your time? Yeah, I, I have watched Netflix. Yes. <laughs> How about a how about a probably pick, too much a pick from each of you uh, on Netflix? What what should we watch? Money Heist, but I guess Money of Heist. I turned Mike on to Money Heist. Uh, what a great show! Yeah, I need. I'm gonna have to look up the name of this show because I'm Can't recently be been good. watching it. No, <laughs> but it's it is very good. Just give me like two seconds. It's oh, the Innocence Files. What is it? Oh. I think the Innocence Files. I've been very into murders during this quarantine, which kind of sounds a bit creepy, but wow. it's very, very interesting to like hear stories from people on death row and that kind of atmosphere is what I've been watching. Well, there are roommates. I've watched again, and I think it's five seasons, so I watched it for the third time in my life during the show. If you guys haven't seen it, British. What did? What was it? You said uh, Prison Break. Oh, I love Prison Break. I have not seen him. Is it on Netflix? God, yeah. It's so I've good. been like, I literally, the only thing I've been watching is Grey's Anatomy. There's 16 seasons and a lot of episodes. Not for now, or you're on Nurse. But I'm almost done. <laughs> I can. I'm kind of getting what? this feeling of. I'm kind of getting this feeling of what it's like to hang out with Diana, Daria, and Verity, and it's just like this massive flow of questions, conversations, <laughs> not believing one another. What? What? In, what is the funniest or the most memorable experience that you all three have together? And I guess we'll we'll start with Daria, and then we'll go around we'll go around to Diana and then Verity. I think we spoke about this um, on the other show when I was with um, with Sue and Chris, but it was after the first show that um, I won my first title, and I was bowling against Verity, and then we all went to the bar. And I remember there was a crew from PWDA. It was really cool. We had a couple of drinks and. And it was a very good time. I did remember that there was also uh, Danielle, the director of operations, just hanging out with us. And we were really trying to convince her that we should all go in the same squad for the US Open. And, they were <laughs> and because they were homemade, like, Danielle, you know, Danielle just won. I just look, I'm feeling so sad. I have a video that I cannot show, but there is a video 
very deep trying to convince Daniel. So just just try to imagine what happened, right? Diana was A, I was B, Verity was C. <laughs> 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 to, to talk to Daniel about having us in one squad, we ended up all in a different squad. Uh, that sounds like a design. classic. That sounds like classic to Neil to me. Sounds, <laughs> he's very nice, great. but at this time he cannot really manipulate who goes in what squad. I remember that back in the day, or even a year before, we could request squads depending on who you room with. But I think that year, 2017, could possibly be the first year where you cannot no longer request a squad. So it was kind of like we were nobody was taking it seriously as asking for the same squad. But it would be nice if at least two of us were in the same one. But you know. Algorithm said it A, B, and C. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> WBA algorithm. When it comes to like choosing squads, if we cannot ask for it, I like that. I think we're going to start doing that. Lane crossings are are determined by a, an algorithm uh, for for tournaments. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, just like social no, media but I think they are. Because sometimes, or they say the lane rhythm is supposed to be random, and then I feel like each week I'm on the pair with the same person. And yeah, I never, similar never people ever am I near Diana and Daria. Like I, don't, I generally don't know if I've ever seen them bowl a PWA event. Maybe they do it by social media followers. Maybe they try to spread them out. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to get a PWBA official on the show to talk about this lane assignment algorithm that we allegedly are saying they have, which they probably don't. And but. sadly, like during the proams, we also never bowl next to each other. Like we always bowl like during the same proam, but it's like Verity is like 10 pairs away. Daddy is like nowhere to be seen. It's like you should put three of us like next to each other so you can like have fun and stuff. Maybe you guys should adopt a new strategy of hating one another, hating one another. <laughs> and because you know, you know, as a bowler, you go to this tournament and you think of like, man, I would love to cross with person A, B, and C. And you're like, I would not want to cross with that person. I don't want to cross. And you know and what happens? Yep. You always end up with the people that you don't want to cross with. And your best <laughs> friend is moving the same direction as you and in this as far away as humanly possible. So you guys should come out on social media and be like, yeah, no, we're no longer friends. We all had a big blow up. Don't put us together on the PWA tour. And then you guys will all cross together the whole season. Well, I honestly will want to bowl with Verity and Daddy on the same pair during the tournament because I have so much reverence and they would like trash up my lane. I mean, I love them, but I want them to be next to me. <laughs> Too uh, much reverence. That's awesome. Verity, what's the, what's the funniest story or best experience that all three of you have had together? I feel like there's so many that I I generally don't even know what to pick. But I think a lot of times it's when we're extremely tired, either the night of a pro-am or after the first day of qualifying where none of us know what we're saying. And we sometimes get those funny clips on video. Sometimes we don't. But it's just we, we don't really have any idea what's going on and we just fool around. And I think those are the, the funny moments. Yeah, that's... I think, yeah, when you get slap happy, that's when I think some of the funniest things, and it may not even be that funny, but you were there in the moment and so slap happy that it just it, it forever lives in your brain. That's it's the like, thing. If I was to tell the story back, you'd be like, what's wrong with you guys? But right. in the moment, all of us are so like exhausted and just so crazy that it's hilarious to us. And to extend off of that, Diana, these days on the PWA tour can be so long sometimes. You guys bowl 16, 20 games in a day. I don't know. It depends on the format. You guys bowl a lot, um, and it's it's a lot of hardcore thinking. Um, it's tiring on your body. What is that? What is that experience like having to go out there and compete day in and day out and just have to be focused for such a long period of time? It is exhausting. Um, and I mean, that's the main reason why a lot of us work out uh, because our formats are very brutal and grueling. And I mean, even though I work out like crazy, I still get tired by the end of the day. And um, especially mentally, like we bowl in very challenging patterns most of the time. So um, it's even more grueling mentally a lot of times. Yeah, and I think anybody that's bowled at a high level can attest to that. Mike, we're about 23 minutes into the program here, and I feel like it's time. I've been I've been serving up some pretty average questions here, as a, as a normal co-host would do. But I think it's time to throw it to you for a couple of minutes, Mike, to come off the top ropes and ask the pressing questions that everybody wants to know. <laughs> okay, guys, it's the time. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pepper it around a little bit here, okay? So I'm gonna start with uh, with Daria. She's gonna be my first victim here, 
and I'm going to take it easy on you, but you mentioned Money Heist, right? There's that really uh, catchy song in, in Money Heist. And yes, I, can't, I can't remember what your strike song is, but what is your strike song? I haven't struck on TV in so long. <laughs> the okay. last time I struck one, but it was, it was a nice song. I, I really don't remember it now. Yeah, I don't remember either. So here's what I'm thinking, right, Daria? Because I'm you like that. <laughs> I think you should go with that song when the PWBA resumes. That when you make your next television final, which okay. will be the very first tournament back, I'm calling you out on the show right now. You're going to make the show. And we want the Money High song. Is that a deal? Can we make that deal today? Deal. De de breaking news. <laughs> this is and the thing that means we get to ball. <laughs> It yeah. it does. Uh, so let's uh, let's cycle over to, to Verity here, and and we just talked oh, about PWBA. Uh, no tour right now. Horrible timing. Horrible timing yes. for this for this virus. Uh, I'm sure you've talked to your friends that we have on the show here today, but we'll get your take on just just kind of where you're at mentally with with no tour this year, and what are, what are the rest of the girls saying on on tour about? Uh, are they hopeful, or, or have you heard any news at all? So for me, I feel like my mindset is maybe a little different than everyone else. I was actually felt like the tour not happening when it happened was a bit of a blessing in disguise for me, only because I was injured leading up to the tour. And I generally don't think that if the tour had run when scheduled, I don't know if I would have been ready to be able to compete at the level I should have been at. So it was almost a good thing for me to have this break so that I could fully recover. Um, obviously, now I um, I want the events and I want them back and... I think everyone else is in the same situation. Everyone now kind of realizes how grateful they are for bowling and it made, makes everyone appreciate it a little bit more. I have spoken with some of the other ladies and again, we have no idea what's going to happen. I think everyone would really love to see some events in even October, November, if that's even doable. Um, for the rest of the year, maybe we can have some events that are just later on, whether or not that would affect you know for me obviously there's so many collegiate coaches and that might affect that a little bit too much so i don't know how usbc will go about it but as long as we have something to bowl whether it's just a couple of majors or a couple of regular stops you know maybe it can be four stops in a row and we just kind of can travel to all four i don't know but i think something will be able to happen and i think everyone is kind of staying positive that there'll definitely be something yeah, uh, we certainly hope so, um, because I, I really feel like the PWBA tour has really uh, been a bright spot over the last few years. Uh, Diana, last year wasn't yes. a wasn't a very good year for you uh, on tour. Um, you've won the Queens twice, in my opinion. You've got one of the best styles on tour. Your work ethic is there. Uh, you've also spent a lot of time in the gym, so the effort is there. I mean, you're absolutely doing everything you possibly can do to put yourself in a good spot. Uh, in the off season, you made a you made a ball company change uh, with some uh, uncertain times with with Brunswick purchasing Ebonite International. You decided to make the flip as well as Verity. Uh, talk a little bit about you know what you were doing going into this season, ball company change, and how you were going to build off of last season to do better this year. Yeah, so the last, um, I'm a very competitive person and I want to win every single time I put my shoes on. I know it's impossible, but still I have like this uh, line inside me. So I had this feeling uh, last couple of years that I should be um, winning more. And uh, the unfortunate situation happened with Brunswick buying Evernight International and Honestly, it wasn't the reason for me leaving, but um, I had an opportunity and yeah, I joined Storm Nation and I could not be any happier. The people are awesome the way they um, took me under their wing and, and supported me from day one and the bowling balls are just freaking amazing. Um, so I was really, really looking forward to the PWBA season this year because uh, I'm stronger than I've ever been. I felt like I was bowling really well and made the, the switch to the storm. And I felt like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good year to win multiple times. And um, then life happened. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I find it interesting on the PWBA tour. There's a bit of a trend with changing ball companies. We saw Liz Calkin make a flip and she won a U.S. Open and had instant success. We saw 
Uh, Brianna Cote also was, I believe she might have been leading points through three or four tournaments when she made the switch. Shannon O'Keefe made a switch and won player of the year back-to-back -back years. So there's just something about switching ball companies on, on the ladies tour that is, that is a recipe uh, for success for whatever reason it is. I don't know if you guys have just got more of a chip on your shoulder and like I'm ready to do something or need that reset button or not. But I was really looking forward to see how that was going to turn out for some of the folks that have made a flip. I think yeah. it's really a change in mindset. And I think that's what makes the difference is you put those new bowling balls in your hand and it almost just gives you the confidence that you're going to succeed. Yes, you could have done that with the previous ball company, but I think it's just that self-belief that you almost get by just having that big change. And I think that every ball company has uh, really good bowling balls. Um, so I think it's just a matching up because obviously every company has like their tendency in a ball motion. Um, like for example, Brunswick has something, uh, you know, different than what Storm has. And uh, just for certain styles, certain, you know, bowling balls match up better, I think. So, and I was very excited to see myself and Verity be with Storm this year. Uh, so hopefully the tour is still going to happen. Yeah, you guys are moving around together and still keeping the team together. And Daria, you're you're with uh, you're with a sister company to the Storm Storm Nation yeah. with, with 900 Mobile. And and you've been uh, you you you've been with them for for quite some time now, and have had a lot of success with with 900 Global. And, and you're you're in my opinion, if you ask Chris Barnes, he would probably tell you differently. But you're the most marketable global bowler. I guess Rash too. I guess I could probably throw him under the bus. But uh, what's it like being an ambassador for Global, and how are things going over there with you with them? It's it's really cool. I signed with Global in 2016, and. In 2016, I bought two events, the US Open and the Queens. I bought really well at the Queens with the global equipment. And I did have different brands in my bag. And I decided that after the tournament, I will see which balls work best for me. And I will go with that company. It happened that the global balls were the ones that I matched up the best with. So I signed my first contract with them. So it's been four years with them right now, and I'm super happy. Uh, there has been some breaking news in the industry because of the COVID-19. Um, the manufacturing has been moved or is moving right now from San Antonio, Texas to Utah, which I don't really know how is it going to affect um, the ball motion and what's going to change. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more people involved in ball production when it comes to uh, engineering of the balls or marketing ideas like more, i feel like the more people are going to work with it it's, it's going to get better so i'm i'm just very excited looking for uh for the future i'm feeling really bad for everybody who lost their job at the manufacturing in san antonio i'm hoping that they're doing good now but i think that was the only thing they could do right now and we all know this world is just not great at this moment and that was the only one way they could do, and they just moved everything to Utah. Yeah, very well put, Daria. Very well put. Um, is Wes Pye treating you okay? Is he doing okay? He's great. I call him the boss because I, I sometimes <laughs> I get I still get intimidated by him. <laughs> he walks in the building, and I see I have like a triple and then five two. I'm just hoping he's gonna not gonna see me. <laughs> you can just, you can just blame that on Steve, right? <laughs> um, I sort of red man. He's seen everything. He's seen like two ninety-seven with whiffing the headband to the left. So if he had seen that, he's seen he's seen it all. So he, Steven is really cool. Uh Wes is Wes is great. I'm still getting intimidated by him, but it's okay. <laughs> he's really cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, if if you ever have any problems with Wes Pie, let me know. Uh I'll take care of that. <laughs> Wes and I go back a little bit, and uh, I have a lot of respect for, for Wes Pye. One more for you, Daria. Uh, you know, you came onto the scene. You won a title. Um, you have one of the most dominant strike balls in, in the PWBA Tour. I believe your rev rate is probably right behind Jordan Richard. Don't 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 put that on a uh, on the record there, but that's just what I think, just watching you bowl. But, but things haven't been great for you um, recently. Uh, you struggled on tour. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and what, what you're trying to do to get yourself back in the in, in the TV finals, making some match plays and things like that? Yeah, definitely. I always try not to think it is what I'm going to say right now, but I do think it's expectations. You know, when you go on tour, you don't really have 
expectations I didn't have. I was very fearless. I was like, if I need 289 to make a cut, like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> now it would be like, oh, then it means I can only miss once. Um, and all that, you know, like, I think that a lot of expectations have, have gone to my head, which at the moment I couldn't, I didn't realize it. And but looking back, it definitely has been it that I always felt like, oh, I always should make the cut, or I, I should at least make like one show a season, or just anything, any type of thinking of statistics just killed my vibe in a way. I've always been a field player. I've never really looked into points, rankings. I've always been there and and just give my best. I do believe that sometimes the, the lane conditions are so hard and they're not very favorable for my game. I feel like if suddenly we were bowling on the conditions of the ratio one to eight, I might be on top more often than I am with one to one, one to two, and there's nothing really to, you know, to hide. I obviously can strike a bit more than most of the girls, but I am not as accurate as them. So this is what takes away from me making cuts or winning. I have to become the player that I've never been. I've never been very accurate or I've never been the greatest fair shooter. That's what I have to be. So just having to transform into somebody I have never been in my life, not even, especially not in college. I've never been played to be the safe bet. You know, Daria was like, oh, if we need somebody to strike or five, she's in. <laughs> she's me out, you know? So this has gone with me for the longest time. And I do feel like it's going to take me some time to become this more accurate player. But I'm trying to do everything I can not to lose who I really am. So I'm hoping for this season to be different. Have you... Have you, sorry, Mike, have you ever considered Daria backing off some of that power to be able to be more accurate? Or are you more focused on maintaining that same power while being, while also trying to improve your accuracy? Uh, I have not tried to cut my reverie down. I have tried to have it as my trick shot, right? So if I need to really cut it down for one or two games, I, I can do it. Maybe not great. But I can do it quite okay. It's just the matter that I believe that if I'm bowling, like trying to cut down my rev rate, and I'm bowling in the zone that I'm bowling against Liz Johnson, let's say, I'm not gonna outbid her doing my ZZ game, you know, something I'm not great at trying to play in her most comfortable zone. I feel like tricks is something I have to learn to get more square and more, um, just more uh, not hooking the whole lane so much. But I have been trying to have more of a soft hand, which Verity can say that soft hand is something that we heard the whole first year. Like, oh, you just have to have a soft hand. Like, what is soft hand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> by, the end, by the end of that first year on tour, I think if there was one phrase that we could throw away or burn in a fire, we would have literally burned the phrase soft hand because of the amount we heard it. But honestly, like, since the end of last year's tour, I was working on soft hand. So it just kind of like came back in a circle. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at the end, I have been trying not to grab the ball so much and try to have lower axes and stuff, but I'm not trying to change who I am. Well, I have soft hand because uh, I went to Bath and Body Works before the quarantine stocked <laughs> up. So every day I'm <laughs> off hand. Uh, Daria, my advice to you, not that you need it, but uh, my advice to you would be just to get more accurate and keep that rev rate where it is because I still believe rev rate is something that that separates you from, from the rest. If you got it, you should flaunt it, in my opinion. And uh, I do want to make a quick little uh, little thought here that I've been thinking about before this show in regards to the PWBA Tour, right? You're right, Daria. They have made the lanes very, very difficult week to week. There's no doubt that they're very, very hard. Um but with that said, if you look at who's won player of the year the first five years of the, of the relaunch of the tour, Liz Johnson, three times, what does she do? Throws it dead straight, right? I mean, she's got enough rev rate to knock him down, but she's very accurate, uh, ball speed, very controllable. And then Shannon O'Keefe, she's got a little higher rev rate, but it ain't much more. You know, she 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 does what she needs to do. Um, but yet a person like Jordan Richard and the three ladies we have on the show today Matt, they're higher rev rate players, uh, very higher rev rate players, and that you haven't seen them contend for for player of the year necessarily. Uh, Diana, I think, probably has the best resume that you could you could make a case for player of the year, but just not enough to be there because of the dominance of the straighter players. And then you look at the left side of the lane with Shannon Polhowski, 
kind of by herself there for a while. And now you've got some Singapore flavor mixed in, but she's all by herself out on an island. And she hasn't been able to, to do much or crack an egg and hasn't won, won, won a title on the PWBA Tour since its relaunch. So the power player and the left-handed player has really been at a disadvantage on the tour. Uh, Verity, what, what would you think of those comments I just made? Do you agree? Yes and no. I think it's all relevant. I believe that we should be able to play all parts of the lane, even though we might have a power game. And I think that it really comes down to mindset. You know, right now you're putting this image in our head that it's the straighter players that are going to win. So if we start to believe that, then that's going to start to happen. Whereas if we can start to believe that, no, we are the stronger ones and that, you know, we can get there, then we're going to start to believe that. So I think it's just, you know, it's the talk. Like you said, you're saying that the straighter players up until this point have been greater and I think that we might have believed that up until this point and you almost start to get into that mindset of okay well we know Shannon O'Keefe is going to make the show so you almost path away for her to make the show versus us really fighting and showing who we are and I I think it's all mental. Diana what would you say to that? Trash whatever you just said Time out. Take a minute to time out, okay? Um, the last year, two years ago, I actually did look at the points. Um, who was the most dominant player or the top, you know, five dominant players? And I decided that, okay, well, it makes sense. A straighter player, uh, more accurate, you know, wins more. And I went on to change my game because I wanted to be one of those players because I'm willing to do anything it takes to, you know, win. And I did become this straight player and it just, no, like you, I forgot how to be me um, and it ruined and I had a really bad season because of that. And I said, screw this. I'm going to be who I really am. And um, that's what I'm sticking with. And I, yes, it is important to be versatile and yes, you should be, able to play any part of the lane. But Liz Johnson is, in my opinion, the greatest female bowler of all time. Like, it is expected from her to win player of the year every single time. So um, Shannon, she's doing whatever she's doing. I do not think that, um, you know, the straighter player necessarily is going to win player of the year. And I, and so. I also would like to chime in here and say that uh, I, I, I'll go on the record and say that there is a relatively significant difference between the rev rate of Shannon O'Keefe and Liz Johnson. I'm just going to throw that out there. But that's just that's just my personal opinion, knowing, knowing Shannon, Shannon's actual RPM rate from being there. So. Yeah, and I wouldn't consider her really a straight player because um, especially with, like, ever since she switched to EBI, she's been able to um, hook the ball more because of the equipment. So. I think I mean, what really comes from looking at those two players is they are just really good at what they do. You know, they don't try to be, Liz is not trying to be Shannon and Shannon isn't trying to be Liz. And I think that's something that we have maybe gone through tour forgetting because we hear, oh, okay, well, Shannon's playing here or Liz is playing here. You should be with them versus us doing what we need to do and wholeheartedly believe that our game is going to match up. Well, and also, 25 on pressure doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think Liz, well, Liz has the most experience out of anybody uh, that bowls tour right now. And so does Shannon. I mean, we are the youngest, younger generation. And, uh, she, you know, I think Shannon has more experience. We've been bowling for a lot longer than we have. So I think that also um, helps. Yeah. And I think that something, at least that I struggled with when I was a younger guy was, uh, out on the lanes is something that and a characteristic all three of you have is you're willing to do anything, right? Diana, you said, I'm willing to do anything, whatever it takes to win. And so you watch all the people that are having success and you're willing to do whatever it is to emulate what they're doing. So you end up losing yourself in the process. And I think that just takes time. Um, and it's part of the, the maturation process of athletes is just learning who you are as a player, what it is that you're good at and what it is that you do. And, um, and with that being said, I'd like to kind of change the, change the vibe here, change the gear. And you guys uh, are incredible influencers on social media, and you guys use that to build your brands. But you also um, are all in the process of working together to do something great, not only for yourselves, but for bowling, most importantly. So, Verity, why don't you start us off, and then we'll go to Daria and Diana and talk, talk to us a little bit about your ideas and what you guys would like to do uh, for the sport of bowling. Yeah, so I think everyone 
knows us as three bowlers you know like when you introduced us you mentioned the three amigos people just know that we're always together they know that we room together and we really wanted to take advantage of that so a lot of people have called us the trio in the past and we felt like that name really stuck so we created you know a very simple instagram page just so we could start posting some photos of us together and we really want to use that to spread the love of bowling and to influence you know those younger girls out there who are dreaming of maybe becoming a professional bowler one day and you know it doesn't have to necessarily be young girls but I think that's more who would be suited to looking up to us and we really just want to be able to reach those bowlers or bowlers all over the world and show them that we are three very different individuals but we come together we compete against each other um, but we we're very good friends and we really just want to spread the love of bowling. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Daria? Yeah, it's kind of going to talk about what you, what we were just talking about. We also want to kill the stigma of how the women should bowl. And from my own experience, when I was like 12, 13, 14, I had a coach who made his USBC bronze level uh, back in the day. So he was coaching me to be, to be the straight player play with the glove and back then I already knew it wasn't who I was and I feel like a lot of girls still in the in the country or around the world are still feeling like they have to bowl a certain way because that's how all the female bowl like oh that's the second arrow put the glove on that's how you should bowl I feel like our games are so different and we still became we still managed to become successful that we can the girls can hook it and we're basically showing that it works and it can be done so if we can do it, the young girls that are watching us, they have something to go for. Like, wow, I can also hook the ball. Like, I want to do it, but maybe I can do it better than them. When I'm their age, I'm going to be the player of the year and I'm going to be so great because I have somebody I looked upon, looked up to when I was younger, but I want to be better than them. So it's just showing people that there's no boundaries, really. You can you can be whoever you want and it happened that three of us have very powerful games and we want to spread that. That's amazing. Yeah. And to, to just be clear, Diana, before we head to you, this could be found. You guys have an Instagram page right now. We've got some comments rolling in asking where these pages are. You guys have uh, an Instagram page, right? Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys have a uh, what? So what's the Instagram page called? The Trio Bowling. OK, so you can find this trio over on Instagram at the Trio Bowling. You can, uh, you guys are in the process of developing a YouTube channel, hopefully um, Facebook, all that good stuff. But go and head on over to Instagram and find them at the Trio Bowling to keep up with them and to follow their mission and to help them out and to give them some support. Uh, boom, Mikey's got it right there. Um, Diana, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this means to you and why you want to inspire some of the bowlers from the younger generation? Yeah, so I think bowling is uh, very unique in the way uh, to where we can connect to the fans a lot more than the other sports, I think. Um, so the one thing that I want to do girls is travel the world and meet and interact with the fans and get like that extra connection. Um, and I think it's very important to you know build bowling in general. Um, and I, we have this opportunity in bowling industry where we can become close and um, yeah, connect more to the fans. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think Mike would be the the first person to tell you all these different ideas and different ways that you guys can be successful with this. Uh, so I think that it's cool to guys have you guys on the show. And one thing that Mike loves talking about pretty much more than anything is just business in general. And whether or not you guys are doing this to make money and support yourselves or you're doing it to inspire other people and grow the sport of bowling, it really does operate like a business. And um, so I want to throw this over to Mike and put Mike on the hot seat here. Mike, you think about this trio and how amazing this can be. What's one idea that comes to mind where you think that these three ladies can have a huge impact on the sport of bowling? Well, first of all, the three of us uh, spent some time with uh, RG at, at a restaurant uh, talking about this exact thing, probably going on three years ago, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I've had a couple of one-on-one -on -one conversations uh with, with those of you, I'm pretty proud of the work that Verity has done uh, this year, particularly with uh, what is the thing that you call, you call it in your hair? I called it a scrunchie, but you called it a the hairband. Hair I mean, band. I just call it the flower, but yeah, technically it's a hairband. Yeah, <laughs> and I see you're out there now promoting that. 
um, which is really cool. And I love the new V logo with, with the mm-hmm. way you're able to get the no, hair. Wait, this side. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty slick. When I saw it, I was like, there she goes. And, and you know, we talked about this. How long ago, Verity? I mean. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm glad to see it come to fruition. I'm, I'm very happy uh, for you and, and wish you all the luck with, with that venture and what you're doing Thank over you. there. I also saw the three ladies. Uh, I believe all three of you uh, got new websites built in the last year and a half or so as time goes by so quickly. And you guys have, you guys have cleaned that up quite a bit. I've seen uh, I've seen Diana uh, get out there and do some risque things a little bit, uh, borderline risque. It wouldn't be in the normal world, but in bowling, everybody loses their mind over a ball video where you 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 incorporate a shower scene into it, or or this modeling that you've done and and uh, you know showing a little bit of your body off a little bit. So that that's interesting. And then of course, Daria is just all over the place on social media constantly. Uh, with so many followers and just everybody loves Daria. I've seen the comments come in, but I guess what I would say is the real key for you three is going to be, how can you take each thing that you guys do well, meet together and whatever you do well, you do that for your group and you have to identify what it is you're good at doing that you can bring to your group. And then the things that have to be done that nobody wants to do that list how are you going to divvy that up to be successful? You know, obviously we work with Brad and Kyle and you guys obviously, I mean, are honestly, in my opinion, have an easier path than men in bowling. It's an 85% male demographic in bowling. And the guys just love to watch the lady. Right, Daria? No, I think it's a bit sexist to say that women have it easier. I actually do think that the audience watches PBA a lot more than PWBA. So you cannot take that, take that away from us. Bowler on the PBA that they could even say a name of a lady that bowls. Because I some people are like, oh, there's a PWBA, it's because it's so new. So we can catch the audience because there's lots of males, but those males are interested in watching men bowl. So it's actually sometimes a lot harder to find audience for for sports for women. Something yeah, I, I I mean I definitely agree with what you said, but in, in my opinion, and I could be hated on for this just based off of what I've seen and, and how things have been marketed in bowling because the, the demographics don't lie that you got you guys, what you've done on social media and the amount of work and effort that you put in you, your guys' numbers crush what, what other guys that have put forth the same amount of effort into just because of the way you bowl, the way you conduct yourself and the success you've had on the lanes. I believe those things right there have, have made you guys be very successful. And I, I just, I believe that your growth, could grow faster than Brad and Kyle is what I'm trying to say. How, how I get there you, you can be debatable and uh, could be a sexist comment. I, I don't mean it that way. It came off that way, but I just believe that you guys are, are off to the races and you guys could do some amazing things and have a huge following, the three of you together. I truly believe that. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a really cool project. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Brad and Kyle because I think their content is amazing and Bowling need a, a group of guys to do what they do, and it's it's really cool. I fully support their idea of, of promoting bowling the way they do. And I know yeah, they, and I think it, they would support you guys as well. If, if you guys did something, uh, they'd be more than happy to support you as well. Right. I, I love the surprise appearance there. <laughs> what were you going to say, Verity? Uh, just that I think it's important to note that we, you know, we don't want to copy Brad and Kyle. It's completely separate and we definitely fully support them and what they do. And for right now, we don't have that. Okay. We're going to do vlogs or anything like that. So, um, it's just a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. But I think, I think overall what you guys do for the sport of bowling and how you guys put such a positive light on the sport through your social media and how you guys have built your brands. Um, and now you're going to build one together, I think is incredible. I think bowling needs more of that. Mike is always talking about, uh, you know, finding the white space, right? Where are people not, where, where's their opportunity to make a name for yourself and to grow. And I think that, um, generally speaking, bowling tends to be a little bit behind the times when it comes to things like YouTube or social media. And I think that you guys have this opportunity now to build something great for yourselves. And I really can't wait to see what you guys do. And I've always been a big fan. So I'm rooting you guys on and I'm sure everybody else is too. I do have one question for you guys before we get out of here. I have one final question that I thought would be an interesting question to ask. You guys are so close, the three of you together. Um, if the PWBA ever had a doubles tournament, right? 
you guys would be quite at quite a conundrum here. There's there's three of you and only two can bowl together. So um, instead of asking who you would bowl with out of the counterparts here on the show today, uh, exclude the, the your 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 group here. Who would you bowl the PWBA doubles with if if you if you could bowl a PWBA doubles event if it were to exist? Daria, who Liz Johnson. Oh, my bad. Diana, Diana <laughs> fire you, Liz. Okay. I wouldn't even think twice, Liz. Yeah, what a layup! Take the greatest bowler to ever bowl. It's such a hard decision, Diana. And I think she's the best one under the pressure. And and you know, if she needs to strike to win, she's going to do it. So she's my pick. Yeah, I would pick Kelly because I've crossed with her a few times, and for some reason, every time I cross with her, I bowl so much better. I feel like uh, we play the same parts of the lane but very often because maybe she doesn't have the same rev rate as I do or the other way around looking at it. She still plays the same parts. Like if she needs to go deeper and slow it down, she's going to do it. When she needs to go straighter, she can do it so easily. Uh, she is just a very good dancer as well on and off the lane. So just her vibe and, and the way she carries herself, it really calms me down. So I feel like if I was to go and look back at her, it would give me some sense of calmness and be like, okay, I got it. Yeah. My pick, my pick's Kelly too. Um, I definitely feel like even when I'm bowling on tour, if I'm near her or on the same pair and I'm struggling, she always finds a way to say something to help me. And it always makes sense. I really like the way that she explains things and the way that she sees ball motion that I could really see myself being able to compete with her and, actually get a very good understanding of what's going on on the lanes and just really learn from her. And similar with what Daria said, like she's just, she's such a character on the lanes. And I know that you would turn around and you would see her do a little dance, even if you split and it would just make you smile and it would completely help change your mindset from a negative to a positive one. I'm still sticking with Liz Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Diana doesn't care about the positivity and the help. Diana just wants someone that can throw some strikes in the clutch. Yes. Uh, well, Kelly can and do that too. Well, yeah, she not can. to take it away yeah. from Kelly. I, no. I think that very poorly. Because well, like, both of them have Mike, won the done, PBA man. events. Mike, we're so. toasted after this show, man. We've, we've made some remarks that uh, that we're catching some heat for here, man. So Yeah. I guess I would challenge the ladies here too. You know, this, this type of uh, podcast form as well, even if it was just audio only, I would love to see the three of you do some sort of podcast. Um, because you, you do, you guys do bring so much to, to the table and you guys have dealt with so much on social media and just things with your careers. And, and I mean, we've had a couple of hot topics here today. I mean, I, we, we really dove into a couple of things. The one thing was, was the straighter is greater on tour. And how do you deal with that? Right. That we went on that for quite a while. And then my comment about, you know, I believe that you guys have an easier path to success on social media and blowing your brand up because we're a male dominated sport, you know? Um, so though, I mean, you guys got a lot to talk about. You guys stand your ground and that's what I love about you guys. You're all unique, but together you guys are a powerful trio for sure. Yeah. Thank you for all the humbling words to all of us. It's, it's really nice to hear like so many cool things from both of you guys who have been in the industry and have seen a lot of it and still say that there is a potential in us within us separately and together. It's, it's really nice and very humbling. So thank you. Yeah, and Daria, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a bit of an area player on tour. Some of the greatest bowlers of all, on all, of all time have been area players on tour. You just got to figure out how to manage that break point, create that area on the lane, and, and have the lanes come to you. The last thing I think I wanted to say today is, you know, I think Matt um, was looking forward to this episode more than any other episode that we've done because he's been flaunting jerseys in the background, and today he doubled down, and he's got two hanging well, in the I, back. I got, I got rid of my dresser. I'm, I'm creating a whole studio just for your show, Mike. Just for your show. I'm turning my <laughs> room into my a studio. Show. Yeah, and it's your show. It's your show, just so I can pin it on you. But for sure, I was excited for this one. Uh, we want to thank you all for coming on today and talking with us. We're going to we're in for 40 episodes, but I have a feeling we're going to go for some more uh, after some off time. So um, this is episode number 28. So we've got uh, about 12, 12 more to go here. So I'm excited to potentially have you guys back on with us and again in the future. Hopefully once you guys have gotten this trio off the ground um, and you guys are changing the world some more and making a huge impact. So thank you guys again. Um, and yeah, Mike. Headed out of the park right there, changing, changing the bowling world and taking the PWBA tour to new levels. So thank you I have guys last so words. Can I say real quick? Yeah, because I know. Go around here. Go around. Yeah, so I know there's a lot of people watching, a lot of young girls, a lot of young boys, coaches, a lot of people are going to see this. And I just 
something I have learned and I encourage that to everybody else. And I um, just want to say, be you. No matter what is your style, just perfect it and be you. Don't be anybody else. So just to be clear. Otherwise, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, of course. Verity, any, any last words here, Verity? No, I follow up what Diana just said. It's something that going into last year's tour was a hashtag that I started to use on social media just so that every time I typed it, it reminded myself that I had to be me. Um, and I wrote it over my accessory box so that every time I taped up or changed tape, I looked at it and it gave me that reminder of, okay, I'm, I am who I am and I'm walking in the door with what I've got and it's powerful. But Absolutely. thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. Daria, any last thoughts? Yeah, follow me on TikTok. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make we have the, the bowling community, I feel, is so great. And I can see it in, in many different many different ways. When I post something on Instagram, I always see people uplifting, even others. Uh, one time I showed a, a video of a guy that has lost his leg. And I just asked for some positive messages for him. He just got back to bowling. Uh, and there was so many people sending him well wishes and how much of a hero he was. And I just found it amazing. And I think our community is great. So once this pandemic is back, I'm hoping we all get together and we, we pretend like that never happened. We build up the industry and everything's going to be back to normal or even better than it was. So I hope everybody's staying sane and that we're going to be back rolling very soon. Great. Thank you guys so very much. I hope you guys stay safe and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay, man. So, um, great show today. Uh, man, you know, we really got into some some heated topics there. We uh, did, and I think I think I think that's one of the things that's going to make our show different from a lot of the other shows. Is you know, we don't we don't per se for anybody that hasn't really tuned into us. Uh, we don't want to ask those layup of questions. We do ask some of them, right? But we want to get into those nitty gritty topics that. Other people probably don't ask. Most people don't know about. So uh, thanks, for everybody, for tuning in. We had some great viewership today. So thank you, everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, Mike, do um, you have any, any other breaking news to, to, to talk about here? Yeah, so um, this morning, the big PBA news. And, and it's kind of interesting. You know, we, we had a really slam-dunk PWBA show today. And then the PBA news broke today. And I, I was not aware these, this news was coming. I may have rearranged a few things around a little bit. But, uh but kind of breaking news here, uh, I have confirmed an interview with Coley Edison and Tom Clark from the PBA that we're going to tape this afternoon and release tonight. Uh, so we are going to be doing that. So we're going to call that episode 20, uh, 28 and a half is how we will post that one uh, on, on, on all of our uh, areas. You can find us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and also an audio form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So I'll be uh, taping that this afternoon and we'll release it this evening. And the reason why I'm taping it is because I don't want to have to go through all the stream yard stuff. We got to, we got to build our, our episode for tomorrow, uh, which tomorrow we have none other than William O'Neill. Just double checking my calendar to make sure that's correct. So we'll uh, ask him about the PBA league draft and the, all the comments he had about everybody, all the wisecracks for sure. But, um, you know, today's show really, really talks about how much we missed the, the PWBA tour and with the PBA tour, making some news, looking forward to seeing what the PWBA may do. Obviously, that isn't a full tournament, what the PBA is doing. It's kind of made for television, but what an opportunity for the PBA tour to be seen by so many people in prime time on Saturday nights. So uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing what happens with the PWBA tour because those three ladies today, and, you know, I talked about this and and really got them going about this straighter player versus someone that uh, that has higher rev rate. And, um, you know, the, the higher rev rate players – uh, on the PBA tour uh, have an advantage, uh, you know, two handers and whatnot. You look at this, the stats, they have an advantage and on the PWBA tour so far, it doesn't look like they've had an advantage. And that was the point I was trying to get across today. And, um, we'll see what happens in the future, but my prediction would be that, that we're going to see that trend broken this year. And we're either going to see Shannon Polhowski be the player of the year, <laughs> one of the ladies we may have had on today, or Jordan Richard. And that's that's to take nothing away from Shannon O'Keefe, Liz Johnson, or the folks that's a little bit straighter. And, and I know you corrected me on the rev rate, but in my opinion, when I just watch the way people attack the lanes and you look at how many boards the person is covering is whether or not I, is, if I determine if they're a straighter player or not. And and not necessarily RPMs or how the ball comes off their hand, but just how many boards are they covering 
when they're when they're playing the lanes and and the three ladies we had today can can play straighter angles but when they're bowling their best in my opinion they're opening the lane up and they're, they're able to be, that thing. they're able to do something that that most of the players on the PWBA tour can't and because of that differentiation that they have that at certain times they should they should have an advantage over the field and I don't mean that because they're not accurate enough or anything like that but it's the way that they've developed their games let's face it Verity is probably um maybe the best style on tour the way that she bowls i call her the dom barrett or the michael fagan of the pwba tour um and and daria what she does at the bottom of the release and the amount of rev rate that she's be able she she can create is is incredible she's my ej tackett or tommy jones of the pwba tour and then you know diana who's had the most success out of those three ladies winning the queens twice she can slow hook the lane and she can also tighten up her angles as well. And she reminds me of Norm Duke back in the day. Norm Duke could hook the whole lane or he could go straight. Now, granted, over the last, since resin's been invented, he straightened everything out. But though that's who I compare these three ladies to. And to, to only see a, a handful of titles amongst all three of them is a major disappointment from a fan of the game like myself. And I just wanted to get into that topic is, is is the oil patterns part of the reason, or they just need to get that much better? And I think it's I think it's debatable. I think it's a debatable topic. So, and and they were fired up about it. It's been in their minds, and I never talked to them about it. But that was cool. That was cool to talk about today. Yeah, without without a doubt. And um, you know, I think they're all young in their careers. You know, all, a lot of the players that have had a lot of success have more experience in them. So I think it's just a learning process. I think really one of the important things is them all being themselves and just honing their craft and just putting more time, more work, getting more experience, getting smarter. And uh, I think that all of them are going to win a lot of PWA titles in the future without a doubt. So I'm excited to see where they go from here. Okay. Well, that's another one in the books, Matt. We're going to keep the train rolling uh, tomorrow. We've got uh, Bill O'Neill be on the program. Looking forward to talking things over with the real deal. Bill O'Neill should be a fun show for sure. And I uh, would have liked to have spent a lot more time with these ladies today, just one-on-one, -on -one, I believe. But uh, we had them all on together. Looking forward to what they're doing on social media with their new Instagram account that you can go follow. And uh, those of you that have found us for the first time broadcasting on their channels, I want to appreciate the opportunity to give you some information here today and, and talk to the ladies. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Inside Bowling on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So that's going to do it for today's show. Matt, thanks uh, for all your work as always. And uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you.